0: It's an ecosystem. At the heart of it is our thinking, the stories we are telling ourselves. So you wake up and you're like, my life sucks. I'm miserable. I don't feel well. Nobody likes me. Well, that's going to affect how you feel, which is going to affect your behaviors, which is going to affect your results, the environment. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. That is B U R G. You have reached H2G, Habits to Goals, for the new listener rather quickly. This episode, we're talking about happiness, which may or may not be the reason you tuned in. The show itself is Habits to Goals. And if you're looking for the specific process, the methodology. We don't cover that in every episode. Again, 500 plus episodes later, just simply Google PAR, P-A-R-R, and The Habit Factor, or go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Once you download the template, you'll get a free instructional video. All right, today's episode, again, is about happiness. We have covered this. We're going to call this the happiness episode. Before we go there, I'm going to hit you with my GTR, my good things report. Looks like I've locked up a date to visit my daughter up at UCSB. Um, I'm thrilled to check out what she's got going on and. Uh, I mean, to be clear, I I have been there, but that was when we were checking her in. She's already in her third year, and uh, she's doing a lot of great stuff. So in a few weeks, I'm going to go up and visit her. We'll have a dinner and a lunch and uh, get to hang. A daddy-daughter date. All right, happiness. First, let me say happiness can be very confusing. Um, I remember looking back on my life. How I thought, as a kid, it was there was some valor in in living with emotions on your sleeve. Um, I've <laughs> I've since learned that that, for the most part, is a big big waste of time. But let's attack happiness from. 30,000 feet, if we're just looking down on it, where does happiness come from? Where does it emanate from? So what's fascinating is there's an incredible parallel. The answer to this is there's an incredible parallel to the three circles of behavior ecosystem. When we look at the environment, the outermost circle, what we know about the environment is it is both the things that happen to us, these are things beyond our control, and the things we can control. And again, interestingly enough, happiness is, I have found through experience, I've only lived 55-ish years, that happiness is slash originates from both. There is an internal source. One of my favorite Buddha quotes from way back in the day is, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Happiness is the way one of the most cheerful people i have ever met and i had the good fortune when i when i started a company at 26 fortunately for me my partners were 20 years my senior and one of my partners they they both had incredible wives um one of them was from England and she was just always so cheerful and bubbly. And I couldn't, fi- <laughs> I just couldn't figure out what was going on with this person. How is this possible? And in short, what I realized is she chose to be happy she would wake up in the morning and say, today is a terrific day. I'm going to be happy. Now, does that mean bad things uh, may happen and she's going to be sad? Uh, That could very well be the case. So, the key idea here is not to be too dichotomous. This is also to say that nobody's ever going to be Nobody, the human experience is not one of a hundred percent happiness. In fact, one of the things that pains me is people who tend to equate their definition of success with just waking up and being happy every morning. I think that's a bit silly. So and we're not going to go down the success road. So, happiness is both an in internal and external if i if i win the lottery if you win the lottery chances are you're going to be incredibly happy if you show up and you have a huge IRS refund or i mean we could go down the list of things that could make you happy externally But what happens if you take that control and you choose to be happy? Who has control of your choices? The answer is, of course, you do. Who has control? I think it was Wayne Dyer who said um, something to the effect that it's only with your compliance that somebody can make you miserable. And the reason is because you are in control of your response, not reaction, your choices, your thinking most of the time, and thereby your emotions most of the time. So what we're saying here is the goal is not to be happy 100% of the time. Nobody is happy 100% of the time, and there's somebody who once said, uh, if if we were, we would be miserable. If we, were, <laughs> if we were happy 100% of the time, we'd be miserable. But I think this is for the people who have fallen into this dichotomous trap and may not be clear on happiness and they're wondering, how can I be happier? Well, the first question is, are you choosing happiness? Now, there are factors that are within our control beyond choice that will influence our happiness. One of the most significant, and this is why it is being covered on Habits to Goals, when you track, when you produce self-efficacy, that is the ability to produce a desired result, you feel happier. So, I keep using this example. If I'm following par, the habit factors process, and my goal is to become stronger, and so the habit I'm tracking is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to do 25 push-ups, and I do my push-ups on Monday, let's say I miss Wednesday, and I do them Thursday, and I manage to do them Friday. I feel terrific. I feel terrific because I produce self-efficacy. I've created a desired result. I've checked it off because I'm tracking the habit of push-ups. So what I'm getting at is these, these are the factors within our control. We can choose how we think and what we think about. We can choose what we read. One of the very first books, and I cover this in my latest book, one of the very first books I read was by Norman, well, one of the, (laughs) I should say, about positive thinking is by Norman Vincent Peale. And it's just called The Power of Positive Thinking. Now, it's a bit heavy on the religion side, but, you know, that's going to work for some people and not for others. The point is, there is there is a chapter he covers where he talks about choosing happiness. Another great book is As a Man Thinketh, Thinketh by James Allen. These are just to demonstrate that... What we focus upon, which is where we're going next, is what influences how we feel. What we focus upon is what influences how we feel. So back to the three circles of behavior ecosystem. And at the heart of this ecosystem, not ecosystem. All right, very quickly. The new year is nearly here, and if you head over to maven, M-A-V-E-N, dot com, search goals, search habits, you'll see the 28-day breakthrough. This is our small group cohort. People are beginning to pile in. It's beautiful to see. We start up January 9th. The best investment you will ever make, and this is just universal uh, consensus at this point, is in your own personal development. It's in your own education. It's in your own knowledge. It has been a great success. The next one is probably going to be twice as much. And I think that starts in, I'm thinking March or April. So, no better way to kick off the new year. Go to maven, M A V E N dot com. Again, search goals, search habits. You'll see the 28 day breakthrough. It is a powerful small group cohort, and all the risk is taken away. It's money back guaranteed. Have a look, M A V E N dot com. All right, back to the show. See ya. It's an ecosystem. At the heart of it is our thinking, the stories we are telling ourselves. So you wake up and you're like, my life sucks i'm miserable i don't feel well nobody likes me well that's going to affect how you feel which is going to affect your behaviors which is going to affect your results the environment and then it it becomes this ecosystem back and forth so the at the heart of the ecosystem is our thinking, one's thinking. So you choose a book that helps you plant seeds around positive storylines, and lo and behold, you're going to feel better, and then you're going to act in alignment or or coherence with these storylines and you're going to produce better results. Now, again, this isn't to say bad things are not going to happen. Bad things happen all the time. If you're wondering how are we reconciling that, so I'm thinking a great storyline about how wonderful everything's going to be, and then something tragic happens, God forbid. Now we have a bit of a dilemma. What's interesting is, and we talk about this quite often, Victor Frankl, the guy who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, there's what happens to us, and then there is a space, presuming we don't react right away. Now the space is what allows us to respond. His point is, in that space is the freedom to choose your response. So this is where we go from, and this is simply emotional intelligence. When we stop reacting and we start responding in coherence with our goals and ideals. Now, is this easy? No. Is it something you master in a day? No. Is it something you master over a lifetime with practice? Sure. Nobody's perfect. Life is a a one-day-at-a-time event. This episode is just about happiness. The key idea here is there is a responsibility upon us, to choose happiness and we understand that there are external events, influencers that are beyond our control. Things are within our control. Things are beyond our control. Happiness is very much the same way. I can choose happiness and God forbid someone close to me passes and I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be emotionally distraught. Again, life is not meant, there's no, there is no 100% happiness. The idea is to optimize for happiness. Now, I don't think we're going to go here, but there's, there's happiness is fleeting. Well, why not? Let's go here. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness, if you're looking at Lake Erie and a storm is blowing in, well, one day it may be calm on the surface, and then as the storm comes in, it looks terrible. It's stormy. It's rough. That's the same with this idea of happiness. Now, what's fascinating, the example that I love to share is if you go down to the bottom of Lake Erie, a mile down, what's going on with the water down there? Uh, Other than it's free, (laughs) it's super cold. Not freezing, interestingly enough, but super cold. Well, what's going on is it's still, it's calm. The parallel that I love to draw is while happiness is fleeting, contentment, and this is where it gets weird, because language is funny, and people assign all sorts of meaning to a word. So I throw out contentment, and they're like, well, that means you're not going to grow. That's absolutely not what it means. So at the bottom of Lake Erie, the water's calm. It's still. It's... That is contentment. So despite being tragically sad on the surface or happy, there is an inner core that is, and I believe this is really the the aim, and it's not happiness. It's this level of contentment that you're pleased with who you are where you are in the world, what you're doing. That doesn't mean you can't push, grow, strive. In fact, you should be because nothing stays the same. Now, this is why all these topics begin to merge and blur. And this is why the truth is knowledge isn't siloed. Like we love to go to a a college, and we have science over here, math over here, language over here, and we think that everything is siloed. And you learn. <laughs> but the truth is, we're born into a universe and a life where all of this bleeds into each other. In other words, math applies to sports and emotional well-being on some level. I'm sure of it. In fact, we could talk about uh, the first thing that comes to mind is is the balance of happiness isn't 50-50. Like I don't want to be sad 50% of the time and happy 50% of the time. I'm guessing it's more like 90-10. So I'm covering a lot of ground. This is the happiness episode. Key ideas, internal factors, external factors, We can see the overlap with the three circles of behavior ecosystem. The next key idea is that happiness isn't the ultimate goal. It's really a deeper level of happiness called contentment. And then it gets interesting because contentment doesn't mean that you just sit there and twiddle your thumbs and say, I'm content. It's this balance, which bleeds into this whole discussion about balance, what we're not going to get into. Contentment to me means you're pleased with where you are and you still want to grow. I've said this on the show a million times. You are perfect, and you can use a lot of work. This is for the person who's like, why do I have to become something new and different? Because nothing stays static. So you're choosing your ideal future, and you're moving toward it one day at a time. It doesn't mean you're discontent with where you are. It means you acknowledge change. So let me check my notes real quick on happiness. We'll button this up. Internal factors, genetics. There's no doubt, I think science says something like 35 to 50% of one's happiness. And I think 50% may be high, but I'm no scientist. I'll go with probably 25 to 30% based on genes. Then there's positive thinking we talked about. These are internal factors. Meaning, well, it's funny. They talk about genetics as an internal factor. According (laughs) According to the three circles, it's an external factor because your body is part of the environment. But I don't want to confuse you. It's internal in that you're bringing it to the equation, but your body is part of the environment. All right, so we got positive thinking. Then there's purpose and meaning. This is the idea. If you're not moving toward an ideal future, if you don't have direction, if you don't have goals, if you don't have purpose, and that doesn't mean you're a failure, it means you want to identify. It may take five years, but keep searching. It may take a day. Keep searching. That is a huge proponent, of course, of happiness. And then there's healthy habits, what you're eating, whether you're working out, what you're reading, and what are the external factors? Well, I mean, the number one factor after i think harvard did a 75 plus year study and i shared this on the last happiness episode the number one factor is relationships quality relationships which could spin off into another show about quality relationships i got to write that down um That was the number one factor. Harvard did this longitudinal study. It was like 75 years, long-term relationships, quality long-term relationships. And again, I say that's a different episode because we could talk about those soft skills. And we're not going to do that now. Read a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, Strong relationships, accomplishment, things you have produced, things you're good at. People love things they're good at. Acts of kindness, charity, generosity, and then experiences. I am pretty fired up about this upcoming experience. I hope it shakes out the way it's supposed to. I'm not even going to talk about it. All right, so that's happiness. Key ideas, internal, external factors, relationships, that something better lies beneath happiness in it's contentment. I had a happiness podcast. I've taken it down. We gotta reproduce this thing. It's just it's like twelve years old. It was one of the most popular webinar. I said podcast, excuse me, webinar. Um So happiness is a bit complex, but it's not too difficult. What tends to happen is people approach it either like Is it a good day or a bad day? Is it sunny or is it raining? In other words, external factors only. If we can take responsibility and influence the external factors as much as possible and acknowledge them, now we're in great shape. The final part is if you want to feel great immediately, <laughs> I promise you, true story, download the tracking template. Set up a few habits, like one, two, or three, and begin tracking them, following par. By doing so, you produce self-efficacy. Now, you have to really desire it. You have to have the knowledge. How to perform the behavior, and you have to have the capacity. Almost everybody has that. What they're lacking is desire. All right, so that is the happiness episode. We covered it from several angles. It's very important. It is not success. It is not the key to success, but it is very important. Very instrumental and helpful. So I hope that answered some questions. Uh, All right. Thank you very much again. And uh, don't forget to download the tracking template. Love your show. See you. Bye. All right, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode. If you are new here, there's only two (laughs) two things you should consider doing. One, Go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Get your free template that will walk you through the PAR method. You are not a rodent. You are not a rat. Why do I say that? Because the habit loop, the famed habit loop, was devised by studying rodents. You're a human. You have choice. You have intention. You have reflection. PAR, as a methodology for habit cultivation, is a process that leverages your human capacities. So go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates and you get a free template or just go to the iOS or Google Play Store and you can download the free Habit Factor app. The other thing that is worth doing, in my humble opinion, is subscribing. Subscribe, you get each episode downloaded automatically automatically. That will save you time. It will, (laughs) it will save me time. We'll be on the same page, my friend. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing and make sure you begin tracking. See ya.